Welcome to the Campus Experience with Josh Farr. In this podcast series, we break down the series of tools, tips, techniques, and ways that you can stand out in your job search, on campus, and in your career. We want to show you how to be a leader in whatever it is that you're doing. And we want to show you some ways that you might not have heard before. So if you're ready to learn, if you're ready for something new, if you're ready to have some fun, sit back and enjoy the Campus Experience with Josh Farr. Hello and welcome. We are back with a LinkedIn Live today to celebrate something pretty special. Now, as you may or may not know, I'm based in Melbourne. My partner, Steph, and I are based in St. Kilda, and we're running campus consultancy out of St. Kilda and out of our, our home office work all year. We've actually just passed 52% of all of the students we've worked with. We've worked in an online setting. So this is through Zoom. This is through webinars. This is using breakout rooms, and it's not actually being in person. So more than half of the work we've ever done has actually now been online this year, which is pretty exciting. But today, as, the, as you may know, in Melbourne, some of the restrictions have changed, some of the lockdown restrictions and some of the things that are holding students back from participating fully in the workforce are lifting, which is a really, really exciting time because it means there's opportunity. So today, if you're an international student in particular, or you're a domestic student for that matter, and you lost your job during COVID-19, which I know so many people did, now is the time to get back into it. Uh, so Shahab, great to see you there in the comments. Please jump in the comments, say hello. I'd love to hear from you. But what we're looking for today is to give you some tips just in the next 20 minutes or so of how to get back into the workforce, how to find those jobs, how to reach out to employers and how to make a great first impression. So we're going to run through seven different categories of getting a job while retail is open, while shops are opening up, while there are opportunities, this is the time to get back out there and get into the workforce. So seven areas that we're going to cover today, I'll run through them very quickly and then let's answer all of them. Um, if you've got any questions about how do I get a job, where do I find one, how do I make a great first impression, anything like that, pop them in the comments and I'll address them in this stream. So as we go through seven things that we're going to cover today in this stream and Laura, good morning. Good morning from Adelaide. Lovely to see you there. Seven things we're going to cover. Number one, tailoring your resume for casual work. Do you need a resume? Maybe not always. We're going to answer all your resume questions. Number two, identifying and highlighting the key skills you need for work. You saw my post yesterday and I'll put another link to it. The top 15 skills came out from the World Economic Forum, Future of Jobs Report 2025 or 2024, 2025, top 15 skills. I'm going to show you some of the ones that you need in the workplace to get a casual job. And there's a difference. The skills you need to get the casual job and the skills you'll develop for your future career in the casual job. So I'll show you both of those. Number three, how do you make a great first impression? Did you know less than 7% of what's communicated are the words you actually use? So we'll talk about the 55, 38, 7% rule. How do you communicate with confidence? How do you walk into a job if you've been unemployed for six months and hold your head up high and have your shoulders back? How do you make that impression? Five, how do you find opportunities in your local area? You might not have to leave your suburb, but how do you find that job at the cafe or the bar that's just opening up? Number six, ensure you're being paid a fair wage. This is crucial, particularly for the international student audience. And number seven, how do you get work that builds your skills for the future? So as is shared in the highlight of this post, we know that especially the international student community has been devastated by what's happened with COVID. The workforce has been slashed. According to a study from UTS and Macquarie Uni, 
61% of international students lost their jobs. And over a third said, not because they want to, but they might have to leave Australia, leave their friends, leave their community, leave their degree, leave their university. Not because they want to, but because they'll have to because of financial difficulties. One in three, isn't that crazy? So let's dig into how we can get over that, how we can get back into the workforce and make the most of everything opening back up. Now, of course, this is being aired on the 28th of October at 10 a.m. COVID things could change two or three days from now. So just as a word of caution, make sure you go to the government websites, check the most recent health updates. If we have a thousand COVID cases tomorrow, please don't take this advice and go out into the streets and try to find a job. Uh, so please uh, demonstrate reasonable caution while implementing these tips. Alrighty. Let's chat. Point number one, how do you tailor your resume to get casual work? And before we talk about resumes, Laura, good morning. Rahul, good morning. Havinda, good morning. Umang, Bindu, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's wonderful to see you all. So in the chat below, resume questions. If you have any resume questions about getting a casual job, put them in the, in the chat below and we'll answer them. A couple of basic tips. First and foremost, why do you need a resume? The most important thing to understand about a resume is that resume should be tailored for every specific job you go for. Now, when you go for a casual job, you might scout out the neighborhood and say, okay, there's seven cafes opening. You don't know if they're hiring. But when you go in, you can probably get away with having a resume that's tailored for all cafes. But I'd have a cafe resume and I'd print off five of those. If you're going for a job in a bar, I'd have a bar resume. If you're going for a job in a retail store selling clothes, I'd have that resume. And the key thing for these is the ultimate is having the name of each job that you're going for and the business you're applying for on the resume. It'll really make you stand out. But even if you don't have that for casual work, make sure it's tailored for that industry. So a good way to think about this is one, if you're looking for a job in a cafe or a bar, audit your friendship group, speak to someone who already works in that environment and find out what are the key skills? What are the things that people in that industry are looking for? Some great default ones are being hardworking, being agile, being able to solve problems, strong communication skills, and teamwork. And not only having those skills on your resume, but having examples of when you've done them in the past. Now, what'll happen a lot of the time is when you have that resume, you go in, you hand it to someone, they might say one of a couple of things. Either one, yes, we are hiring. Thanks for your resume. Amazing. Look over it. Two, they might say, I don't know if we're hiring. The boss isn't in, but... I'll pass it on, leave a copy with us. Or three, they might say, no, we're not hiring right now. Now, even if they're not hiring, I'd encourage you, could I leave a resume with you? Maybe put it in the desk out the back in case an opportunity opens up, in case someone quits tomorrow. And it's okay to, to plant that idea with them because that's what happens. Sometimes people leave for all sorts of reasons. Second thing, if they say, oh, we'll, we'll leave it, we'll take it out to the boss. Always ask, is the boss in? Is there any chance I could speak to them? Or could I come back later and see them? So if the boss isn't in at the moment and assuming they make the hiring decision, when are they next in? I'd be more than happy to come back. I'd just love to speak to them in person. And often they'll tell you when their boss is next in. Thirdly, if they say, yes, we are hiring. Amazing. I'm going to look over it right now. They might not on the spot hire you, right? Ideally, that'd be amazing, but they might not. So one of the ways to get around that is a powerful resume should have examples on there of when you've demonstrated the skills that they might be looking for. So if you say on there, you know, I'm an independent worker and I'm able to solve problems, well, put an example on there. Now, a great method for this is something called the STAR method, S-T-A-R. S stands for the situation, T stands for a target or a task that you set, A are the actions you took, and R is the result. 
Now, when you put these on a resume, you might sum that up in one or two sentences. But if you were to talk about independent problem solving, you might say, when I was in a group project, I was tasked with this. These are the four actions I took and our result was we got the best mark ever. Amazing. Or it could be a volunteering experience or a previous part-time job. Or if you're just out of high school, potentially even something you did in school. But you want to put an example on there because every resume on the planet says, I'm a leader who's good at teamwork and has strong communication skills. Those words mean nothing. They want to see the proof. They want to see the example. So make sure you've got examples on there using the STAR method. Cool. So make sure you have those. That's a really, really important thing. Have them on there. Also, you might consider having on there a link to a social. So for example, I always recommend putting a, a LinkedIn link on the resume, particularly for a casual job. And if it's casual in hospitality, you might even, or retail, you might even put an Instagram or a Facebook on there. You might put something on there. Remember, this is casual work that helps your potential employee get to know you a little bit. And if you have an Instagram that's fun and friendly, then that might be perfect. But if you're going for a retail store and maybe they sell, you know, more or it might be a, a beautician or, or a store that sells piercings. If you've got an Instagram and you've got tattoos and piercings and black hair and that's your look, but that fits the style of the store, them seeing that, they might be like, perfect, this person gets it. And so you've got to make sure when you apply for the job that the person who you truly are authentically, the person you want to be, you're going to be happy in that job. You don't want to trick yourself into a job you don't like. So make sure if you're going to put if you're going to even apply for a job, that it fits your personality. But two, if you're going to put socials on there, make sure they share the parts of you that align with the role. So for example, if I was to say, if campus consultancy was to collapse today and I was going to go for a casual job in, let's say, a backpacker bar, and the backpackers were an international audience, my LinkedIn account, student leadership, I don't know, maybe that'd appeal, I don't, I'm not really sure. But my Instagram, where I went traveling for two years all over the world, had lots of fun, et cetera, that probably would appeal. So I probably wouldn't even put my LinkedIn on there, but I'd definitely put my Instagram on there because if they're checking me out, I want them to see like, oh, this guy can like command an audience and do fun things, etc. So you treat your socials as assets, but use them intentionally. Put your LinkedIn on there, put your Facebook on there, put your Instagram on there, if and only if they help raise your profile in the eyes of the employer. So key things, talk to someone who's in the role, ask them about their skills, Make sure those skills are on your resume. You start examples for each of them, a sentence or two, um, real examples with real results, and then put the appropriate socials on there that link up. Maybe at the top of the resume too, you might want to put a paragraph, sort of a career bio. Why do you want this job? What's your availability? Why is working in retail or hospitality something that you care about? So that'd be a big one. So step number one for today, getting back into the workforce for so many who may have fallen out is tailoring your resume for that casual work. Cool. Second thing, identifying and highlighting key skills you need to land a job. Awesome. So we looked at some of the skills on your resume, but what skills do you need to land a job? And today I want to share a couple of them with you. The first one is going to be leadership. And I'm going to say that today in a can-do attitude. Second, communication skills. And third, and resilience. So if you heard me on that one, and if you're tuning in, you'll listen to me in the comments below. Tell me, what were those three skills? What were the three skills that you need to land a job? Then remember the first one in the comments. What were they? We said leadership. What was the second one? Put them below if you're listening to me. Leadership is number one. Second one, communication skills. And then the third one, resilience. Awesome. So why do you need those three skills? Leadership. Let's start there. I believe leadership is service and service in the service industry is really well aligned. You need leadership for two reasons. One, 
A leader is the sort of person who says, it's Wednesday at 10 a.m. I'm going to get my work done. I know I've got exams in three weeks, but I'm going to go out there, knock on the doors and start handing out resumes. Rahul, nailed it with leadership and communication. Gabrielle, leadership, awesome. Resilient Shirag, spot on. A leader says, I'm going to do something. A leader says, and hear me on this, my friends, if you get nothing else out of this stream, a leader says, I am responsible for the quality of my life. That doesn't mean everything's my fault, but it means if I can do anything to make my life better, it is my responsibility. Did we choose for COVID to happen? Of course not. Did we choose for lockdown to happen? No way, but things are changing. So what are you going to do about it? And a leader says, I'm going to do something about it. I might not know how, but if you're listening to this webinar right now, I'm guessing you're looking for work. And if you're looking for work, only you can get you work. So how do you do that? The leader says, I'm going out there. I'm finding, you know, you might not be able to do it today, but tomorrow I'm waking up at eight. I'm getting ready. I'm ironing my clothes. I'm doing my hair. I'm having a shave for the fellas. I'm doing whatever I need to do. I'm going to look my best. I've got my resumes. I'm going out there and I'm going to knock on 50 doors. A leader sets a goal. A leader says, I'm not just going to knock on the one cafe and see if they're hiring because how many people do you think have applied for the most popular cafe? A bunch. But what if I went to every cafe and every restaurant in my suburb? I mean, all of them. If any business is open today in the last 24 hours, of course, COVID safe with a mask on, distancing, all that sort of stuff. I would go to every single restaurant, cafe, bar, retail shop in your area, all of them. And I would go out there and I'd apply for the jobs. Is your boss here? Can I speak to them? I'd love to talk about any opportunities you have. I noticed your opening. I went for a walk this morning in my suburb of St. Kilda in Melbourne. And there's a business called Fat Jacks. It's a burger place. In the window, we're hiring. I took a photo of it and I shared it. We're committing on our Canvas consultancy page to share every single job I see advertised in a business window for the rest of the year. If we see it, I'm taking a photo and posting it, all of them. Because someone's going to get that job. Hear me on this, my friends. Someone's going to get that job. Why can't it be you? Why can't it be you? And you might say, well, Josh, I don't want to work in a burger place. Fair enough. But that cafe, that bar, that restaurant, if we want a bit of casual spending money, if we want to pay our rent, if we want to send money back home, or just be able to support our lifestyle, why can't it be you? So a leader says, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to every bar, every restaurant, every hospitality gig. And guess what? LinkedIn data from 2020 in June says in Australia, even in the corporate world, less than 25% of jobs are advertised. So if you're watching this at home, no one can see you, I get it, but I'd like you to hold up four fingers. If you're listening to me, if you're watching this right now, hold up four fingers. Out of every four jobs, lower one finger. Out of every four jobs that are available in the market, less than one of them is advertised. That means three out of every four jobs aren't advertised. Fat Jacks has got their burger sign up in the window saying we're hiring. But statistically, way more people are because guess what? Not everyone's got a printer on site. Not everyone's putting up a sign. Not everyone wants to get flooded with resumes. So for every sign you see in a window, at least three other businesses statistically are hiring. So I really want you out there, leaders knock on doors. Second skill, resilience. Guess what happens if you knock on doors? In the, in the comments below, tell me, if you were to knock on 50, 50 doors and say, are you hiring? Out of 50, put a number in the comments. How many do you think are hiring right now? I mean, today, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do this. If you went out and started knocking on doors right now, didn't stop until you knocked on 50 doors, how many of those businesses do you think are hiring? 
Put your number in the chat. How many do you think it is? Is it one? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 30? How many do you think? Odds are, as you're putting in those numbers, some of them are going to say no. And the difference, my friends, is how many no's can you handle? Resilience is being able to handle no's. Now, yesterday, we, as a business campus consultancy, 17,000 leaders, 33 unis, three state governments. I get a phone call yesterday. No, big program, big uh, project we wanted to run. The answer is no. Fair enough. That's okay. We'd love to work with you in the future. We'll find a way because we need to be able to handle no's. If you get one no and it puts you off for a whole week, you never hand out another casual resume, it's never gonna work. I'm loving these comments. Vikram saying he thinks out of every 50 jobs, five are hiring. Rahul says 20, Yash thinks 35 to 40. Yash is gonna give us all jobs in this rate. I love it. Gabrielle reckons five. Surinvas equals 20. Uh, Fatima equals 12. Well, guess what? Even if we take the lowest estimate there, if we take Gabrielle and Vikram, five out of 50 is 10%. That means if you knock on 10 doors, you're going to get nine no's. But you only need one yes. You only, I don't know why have I got a pen? I'm getting passionate about this. You only need one yes, my friends. One, one yes is a job. One yes might be the job that you go out this afternoon, you knock on 10 doors, you get one yes, and that's your job for the next three years. One yes. We only need one yes. Hear me on this. Do not say no on behalf of the other person. Stop it. Stop telling yourself that voice in your head that they wouldn't hire me. I'm not this. I don't have the experience. I'm from this country. I don't speak this language. For some of them, it's going to be true because guess what? There's still a couple of mean people in the world. But there's also some people out there who see the potential in you, who fire for attitude, not past experience, who fire for what you can bring, not what country you might have come from. And they're the sort of people you want to work for anyway. So if you get out there, my challenge for you on resilience, and I did this with one of my good friends years ago when I was starting a business, was this. I dare you to get 50 no's. I dare you. I challenge you to count and see if you can go to 50 businesses and have 50 of them tell you they're not hiring. Because I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can get 50 no's. I think you can handle 50 no's. I think you can handle 500 no's. But I don't think you'll get 50 no's. Because the data that we've got here says... We reckon more people are hiring. I'm seeing it in the local neighborhood. So set a goal of how many no's do I want to get? Now, it doesn't mean go in and try to make a really bad first impression. We'll cover that in a second. But what it means is if you get a no, be like, yes, I got another no. Oh, we're not hiring. Awesome. I got another no. Write them down. Put a little notch on your hand with a pen and see how many no's you have to get before you get a yes because you only need one. So the second skill, my friends, is resilience. It's accepting and knowing. We're going to get some no's, but that's okay. Fatima, uh, uh, I love your words, Josh. I love you too, buddy. Let's do this. Let's do this together. Skill number three, communication skills. In communication, according to the Journal of Counseling Psychology, 55% of communication is body language. 38% is tone, just 7% is word choice. So what does that mean? If you're watching this right now, I'm guessing there's in some way something that's working with this communication. But I could say the exact same words, and this is how it would sound. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how to get a job. It's the 28th of October and there are jobs available. And what I want you to do is use your leadership skills. It's like, ugh, feels gross even saying it. They're the same words I said to you. They have a totally different impact because it's body language and it's how you communicate it. So especially because I'm so passionate about the international student audience and knowing 61% of them, according to a study by UTS, lost their jobs in COVID 
meaning more than one in three say they might have to go home due to financial difficulties, not because they want to, they have to. For those students, even if English is a second, third, fourth, or fifth language, and I speak one language, so hats off to all the people who speak multiple, 93% of your communication is not in the words you speak. It's tone, it's body language, and those skills you can learn and master, just like you can master English. So how do you use this? When you go into an employer, and this will start to segue into us in our next point of making a first impression, have a big smile on your face. If you're going retail, hospitality, um, if you're going into a bar, it's about people. And even according to the World Economic Forum Future of Jobs report, service orientation, service skills are in the top 15 skills needed for the next five years. So this is not just preparing you for the future, but it's also going to land you your casual job. It's going to pay the rent, pay for the Christmas, pay for the restaurants out now that they're open. Because guess what? Restaurants opening when you have no money, not a fun time. So how do you use this? You go in, big smile on your face, shoulders back. There's an amazing TED Talk by Amy Cuddy, a Harvard researcher, which shares if you just put yourself in a power pose for two minutes, and you might even do it with me now. In fact, do it with me now. If you're at home, if there's no one watching, power pose for the next two minutes. Arms up like this, high above your head. The research shows if you do this just for a couple of minutes, testosterone rises associated with confidence. If you do this, put it up right now. If I'm looking like a goof on LinkedIn, I want you to do it with me. Two minutes of this, cortisol drops, which is a stress hormone and stressful getting uh, getting jobs. And third, your ability to take a risk goes up. Two minutes of this, it could be a power pose like this or arms up in the air. Two minutes means you're more confident, less stressed and more likely to take a risk. AKA, when you get that seventh no, you're more likely to knock on the eighth door. Because guess what? It's the 8th, 9th, 10th, 31st, or 42nd door that's going to get you a job. It's not going to be the first. Now, even if you've done that for 30 seconds, you're like, oh, that feels good. It does feel good because our body speaks to our brain as much as our, ba- our brain speaks to our body. The way we present ourselves makes an impression. And think about this. If you go to your favorite bar, cafe, or restaurant, how do people speak to you? Are they smiling? Are they friendly? Do they want to know you? Do they remember your name? Or do they sort of go, hey, welcome to the restaurant. What do you want? You're like, oh, I want to never come back to this restaurant. That's what I want. The skills you need on the job, show them that when you're asking for the job because they don't care how much you know about your university degree. You might be a PhD, but if you can't serve a coffee with a smile, it's unlikely they're going to hire you. Why does this matter? Because when we network as adults, 75% of jobs aren't advertised. It's a relationship game. So if we can practice this in casual work, we can develop them for the future. So those three skills, one more time, if you remember them, pop them in the comments below. Top three skills that I said you need right now for your job search. And you don't have to be perfect at it. These skills are verbs, right? You don't have to be a leader. You need to lead. Leading is going first. It's helping somebody else or putting yourself out there. So leadership, second, to be resilient, which means taking the nose. I challenge you, see if you can get the nose. Message me about it. Send me a message tonight and say, Josh, I got three no's today and I'm going to send back celebration. Like, yes, that's amazing. How many no's can you get tomorrow? That's resilience. And third, communication skills. We need to show them the skills that they're going to want to see on the job. By the way, according to the Australian Financial Review in 2020, the number one skill, number one, that employers are looking for, communication skills. Number two, teamwork. Number three, interpersonal skills. So these skills that you're learning, even applying for the job, practicing, honing, that you develop on the job will help you get the job in the future. 
They'll help you right now. They'll help you in the future. It's a win. Everybody wins. Shinto in the comments, you've nailed them, my friend. Leadership, communication, resilience. They are the three primary skills for the 28th of October to get a job in Melbourne or a casual job. Those three skills, my friends, I'm telling you. Shirag's jumping in. A friend of mine walked into 15 restaurants, 10 said no, five took resumes, and three out of five called back and all three said yes. That's what we're talking about. That's exactly it. Shirag, his friend saying he's doing it right now. So there you go. There's the data. That's exactly what we're talking about. 15 restaurants, 10 no's, five resumes, three callbacks, three jobs. Put in the comment below. I want you to write yes with three exclamation marks. Three exclamation marks. Yes and three exclamation marks. If you would be willing to apply, if you'd be willing to knock on 15 doors to get three job offers and then choose the best one. In the comments below, yes with three exclamation marks. If you'd be willing in the next, I'm going to challenge you before the end of the week, in the next 48 hours, before Friday, put yes in the comments if you're going to, you're committing to knocking on at least 15 restaurants or cafes or bars or retails. You'd speak to 15 people. You'd be brave. You'd do it. Yes, with three exclamation marks. If you knew, guaranteed you'd get three job offers. Would you do it in the chat? Would you do it? Naganjan saying yes. Sharik saying yes. Rahul saying yes. Shinta saying yes. All right. Confidence is certainty, my friends. The next skill I want to talk to you about today, how do you then communicate with confidence? All confidence is, I want you to remember this, my friends, if you get nothing else out of this section, communication is all about confidence. Confidence is a sense of certainty. In the chat below, yes, uh, Fatima, yes, we're in this together. Vashaki, yes, we're in this. Confidence is certainty. Think about this. Think of anything you can do in your life. Do you think you can tie up your shoelaces? How confident are you? In fact, put it in the chat below, out of 10. If 10 out of 10 is you're fully confident at tying up your shoelaces, put it in the chat below. Are you a 6 out of 10? You're like, I'm kind of good at shoelaces, but I haven't mastered it yet. Or are you a 10 out of 10? Put a 10 in the comments below if you know you can tie your shoelaces. Put them in the chat. Can you tie your shoelaces? 10 out of 10 if you're confident. Put it below. Well, if you put a 10 in the comments, if you're confident you can tie your shoelaces, all that means is you're certain of it. It means you know how. But here's the thing. I want you to think back to you when you were a little baby. When you were three weeks old, how confident were you at tying your shoelaces? You're probably in a nappy and drooling all over yourself. You'd be like, shoelaces. You weren't confident at all because you didn't know how. But imagine, would you ever go up to a little baby and say, I don't want you to try to tie your shoelaces until you're absolutely confident and certain you can do it. No, don't try. But little kid, but I want to try. I need to figure it out. No, no, no. You might fail. You might screw it up. The shoelaces might say no. You would never in a million years tell a kid not to try something if they weren't confident. You'd never tell them. You'd say, try it. Give it a go. Fail. Be resilient. Lead. Give it a crack. Ask for help. But the only way you're going to be certain you can do something and the only way you'll ever get confident is to start, is to try. So if you're not confident that if you knocked on 15 doors, you get three job offers, if you're not confident, the only way you're going to get confident is to go out there and do it. Confidence equals certainty and certainty comes from uncertainty. You're like, oh, I'm not really sure. But then you do it. And you're like, oh, I think I could do that again. And you go again and again and again. So to communicate with confidence is to start, is to practice, is before Friday for every single one who said yes in the chat, 
Shahab saying yes. Uh, for everyone who's out there saying, yes, I'm going to go and knock on these restaurants. I'm going to knock on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 restaurants. I'm going to ask them if they're hiring. I'm going to ask to speak to the boss. That's going to develop your confidence. We don't sit at home, think about it, get real confident, and then go and do it. It's that moment. If there's a little part of you right now which says, I could do this, then it means we need to do this. We need to go out there and give it a crack. Once again, check the health restrictions, make sure you wear a mask, COVID safe, wash your hands. You know, you probably don't go out and shake hands with the owner. You might elbow bump them for a little bit of rapport, but you're in there, you're friendly, you're smiling. And of course, maybe you can't smile with a mask on, but you can see in your face. Uh, and another thing with communication and confidence, do you know there's a muscle next to your eyes? I can never remember the fancy name for it. There's a muscle next to your eyes, which you cannot activate voluntarily. There's a muscle next to your eyes, which when you smile can only be activated when you're genuinely happy, that shows that your eyes are smiling. So like right now, if I was to cover my face, you let me know if I'm smiling or not. See the difference? This is not some weird puppet show, right? But <laughs> I gotta even do it. But the difference is you can see from a mask if someone's smiling. You can see if they're happy to be there. And if you walk into a restaurant, you're like, I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. Why would they hire me? And that little voice, I call it Mean Josh. Mean Josh is in my head of like, who are you to walk in this restaurant? You haven't walked in a restaurant in 10 years. Why would they hire you? Look at your hair. You've got a COVID haircut. What, you're a mess. You're a disaster. They would never hire you. That little mean voice, pull that mean voice out. So you can come back in a week after I get 50 no's. But positive Josh is going to take over this just for a wee moment here. When you go in that restaurant, if mean Josh is in your head and the mean version of you, that voice that says you couldn't do it, that's not your voice, by the way, but that voice that's been put there, if that's running the show, you're going to walk in scared. And if I walk into a job like this, they can't see my face with a mask. I'm like, are you applying? Do you have any jobs right now? Like you can tell on the face that person's petrified. But if you walk in, you're like, hi, congratulations for opening up today. How do you feel about it? Open-ended questions. Before you even start for the job, just walk in, a little bit of small talk, start a conversation. They have a nice little conversation with you. I feel really excited about today. Amazing. What, what, what are you excited about most? Ask those open-ended questions. Ask a follow-up question. Get them talking because people like talking about whom? Themselves. People like to talk about themselves. The cafe owners, we were chatting to them this morning. They're on the street. They're being friendly with people. They're out there. They're front-facing because guess what? It's their business. And what leaders do is when their business is at risk, they put themselves out there. They're on the front lines helping. Now, this week is the best time to speak to business owners in cafes, bars, and restaurants. Two reasons. One, they're on the front line. Two, they're the person that's going to hire you. You start talking about them. Oh, it's just so exciting. You're opening up. Spring, blah, 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 blah. And they go, so what do you want? They're going to ask you, do you want a coffee? They're going to wonder, do you want a table? You say, well, actually, what I'm actually wondering is, I wonder if you need any staff. Looks like you're going to be busy. Looks like there's, there's people sitting around, like the tables are filling up. I'm imagining that this is going to be pretty, a pretty busy period for you. Are you looking for any extra helping hands? And see what they say. If they say yes, you're like, amazing. Well, I've actually got a resume right here. They might look it over. They say, oh, we're not right now. You say, that's okay. Like I'd imagine it's going to get really busy. All my friends are talking about how they can't wait to get out to bars and restaurants. Would you mind if I left you a resume? And just in case you are hiring, my phone number's on the top. It's on me all the time. Nine out of 10 of them are going to say yes. They're going to keep it. And then if you leave that resume with them, 
note that, keep it in your phone. I'd always keep a note of everyone you've spoken to in your phone. Remember their name, put their name down. So if you go to Fat Jacks and I don't know who works there, Jack is working in your phone. Fat Jacks, manager, Jack. And then what did they say? Maybe they took my resume and the date. So you know today it's the 28th. And then keep that dung, 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 as you go through all the restaurants. And then in a week or two, come back. Don't just do it once. If they say no, if this technique isn't successful in the next couple of days, come back. Go back and say, hey, I was in two weeks ago and I spoke to Jack, the manager, and I was uh, just left my resume. I'm wondering if any positions have come up. No one goes back, my friends. Everyone puts in all the work. They get all the bravery. They go into the restaurant. They get their resume into the manager's hand, and then they never check back in. You got to check back in because what if it changed? What if Jack hired his nephew and then the nephew realized that in two weeks the gyms opened up and they went to the gym and they hurt their ankle and now they can't work? This is the real world. That's what happens. Jack's nephew, the poor thing, she's nephew is boy or girl? Boy. He, nephew, hurt his ankle at the gym and can't work. This is how the world works. And he's like, oh my gosh. Jack Jr. was one of our best employees and now he can't work and we need someone to work the night shift. And then you come back and like, I remember you, you were in two weeks ago. Like, yeah, just checking in. Has anything changed? Just wondering if there's any new opportunities. And I say, well, funny you mentioned that. We haven't had time to put the sign in the window yet, but um, yeah, my nephew hurt himself. He used to work the, the Friday night shift. Any chance you're free on Friday? You're like, yes, I am. What do I need to wear? When do you want me to be here? Check back in, my friends. So the key there is take the phone. Don't do it in front of them. But when you leave, jot down all the different places. I literally do it outside, walk around the corner. Where did you go? Who did you speak to? Jot it down and then check back in two weeks later, a month later, if you haven't already got a job from this technique. Awesome. Now we've got a couple more things to cover. We're going to run for about five more minutes. We've talked about how to tailor your resume, how to identify the key skills you need, how to make a great first impression, how to communicate with confidence. I want to give you some practical on the ground opportunities in your area and let's cover fair wage and skills for the future all in five minutes. Comment below. If you've got something out of today, let me know what it is. What are you going to do once this webinar, webinars is a webinar, livecast, whatever. Once this ends, what are you going to do before the end of the week? In the comments below, let me know. What are you going to do before the end of the week? Now, I'm loving all these shout outs for yes. We've got Shinta popping up saying the key communication skills. We've got all these different people saying, yes, I'm going to apply for these jobs. Shirag's going out there. Rahul's going out there. Shinta's going out there. Ashaki's going out there. Fatima's going out there. We are in this together, my friends. Shapavi and Vikram are all going out there. Awesome. Now, if you're watching this, you're getting a glimpse of this and you might not be looking for work. Maybe you've got work. If you have work, look at all these people saying yes. There are amazing people taking time out of their day to go out there and listen to this and think about getting a job. If you've got a casual job right now, I beg you, go through the comments and message some of these people and say, hey, I saw you on Josh's live thing. Are you looking for a job? What suburb do you live in? Like we have an opening. If you've got something, my friends, I'm telling you the greatest gift in life is to give. If you've got a job or if you get a job, come back to this, share it with the community. Now, I'm loving some things that are going to happen after today. Rahul said, I'm going to be a go-getter. Awesome. Nikita said, gather the confidence to do this. You've got it, Nikita. Remember, confidence comes from doing it, right? Confidence comes from doing it. And Yasha said, yeah. Yeah, is right, my friend. Awesome. Three things before we wrap up. I've got an 11 a.m. workshop, so let's, uh, let's wrap a couple of more things up. Three more points. 
finding opportunities in your local area. Love this. Literally out on whatever street St. Kilda Fat Jacks is like hiring right now. If you're in St. Kilda, go down there. Um, don't say like, I heard from Josh. They have no idea who I am. I just saw it in their window. But remember, out of every four jobs, only one of them is advertised, yeah? So three out of four jobs out there don't have a sign in the window. So don't just look for the signs. They're too easy. That's what everyone does. Go everywhere. Your local area, map it out. Find the streets that the restaurants, the bars are on. Put the mask on, COVID safe, but go out there, go into all of them and just say, congratulations, you're opening up. Well done. How do you feel about it? Chat, 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 chat. And then when, leave it to them for when they say, what would you like? Say, I'd like to know if you're hiring. I'd like to know if you need any helping hands. Make it about helping them. If you do anything as an employee, my friends, make it this. Solve problems for your employer or bring them opportunities. Even if you're in social media or you think you could help that business, redo their webpage, do their Facebook, by all means, pitch them something that's more related to your maybe degree. But don't be afraid to get out there and get hands on with it. So out there, knocking on the doors, going up, chatting to someone, asking to speak to the manager, seeing if they're hiring, leaving that resume that's tailored with the key skills. And the big thing with the resume, please don't spend any more than an hour on your resume. Set a timer, get it done, get it spelled checked, send it to three friends to review, but then just print 30 copies of it. Get them printed, get them printed today. And don't say, oh, I'll do my resume next week because the jobs are going to get swallowed up over the next three or four days because this is when people are building momentum. So now is the time. Get that resume done. And if, you, if you're like, there's no way I could ever get a resume done in the next three, 24 hours, then forget the resume. Just go out there and ask if they're hiring. They say, oh, do you have a resume? Um, just say, yeah, I'll send it to you. I like to have it on, if you save it to Google Drive, so save it, put it on Google Drive, it's free. You can access that from Gmail on your phone. Um, there's other ways to do it. And just say, yeah, I'll send it to you right now. Is there an email? Be like, you know, I don't have a printer at home. I'm a student. Like I'm looking for a job, obviously. I've got no money for ink. Um, I'll send it through to you. I'll send it through to you right now. What's your inbox? What's your email? And you can send it to them on the spot. So if you can't print it, don't worry about it. If you don't have one, send it to them later. Don't let the resume hold you back. Canvas the streets though, everywhere. Every bar, every restaurant, every retail store. If they're opening, they're hiring. Cool. So that's how to get them in your local area. Six, ensure you're being paid a fair wage. Cool. So if you Google Fair Wage Australia, I want to show you how to do this so you don't have to remember the link. Fair Wage Australia, and then go down to fair www.fairwork.gov.au forward slash pay forward slash minimum wage. I'm just going to share with you what it looks like right now. Let's see how I do it. A little share screen on this bad boy. Here we go. Cool. Looks something like this. Under pay, have a quick read of this, and there's a tool. Go to pay calculator. Now, in your pay calculator, so calculate.fairwork.gov.au forward slash find your award. You can go through these steps and just fill in, I'm an employee, show me my pay rates. Um, here's the sort of job that I do. No, help me find my award. I'm in retail. I work this sort of level. So you might say retail, something like this. Retail employee, it pops up. I'm a retail employee, etc. So go through it, it'll ask you about your age, are you a trainee, et cetera. But go through and make sure you're being paid a fair wage. If you're not, my friends, bring it to your employer's attention straight away. There's a chance you could have got it wrong or they just don't know. But if you're not being paid a fair wage, let your employer know. And if they say, yeah, we, we just don't do that here, you know, that's, that's for, we, you know, have it, take it or leave it. My advice would be friends, leave it. You are worth the minimum, right? It's the minimum, the least someone can pay you. And if they're not willing to do it, that's on them. That's wrong. And they are going to rip somebody else off. Don't stand for it. Um, 
So make sure you bring it up to them, give them a chance. They genuinely might not know, um, but then look for that job that pays you even that pays you fairly because they're out there and you can't get what you deserve if you're willing to settle for something that's not fair. Can't do it. Cool. So make sure you go out there, check out that website and make sure you're getting paid a fair wage. And the final thing for today, get work that help that helps build skills for your future career. And we already said communication skills, interpersonal skills, teamwork, according to the Australian Financial Review 2020, the top three skills employees are looking for. If you're in retail, communication, retail, retail, hospitality, bars and restaurants, et cetera, you will develop those skills. You'll work with people, you'll find duties to do, you'll have to help out your coworkers and you'll communicate all day. It is one of the best things you can do for your employability. I know it doesn't sound like you're like, but shouldn't I work the extra five hours a week to get a... 93 HD in this subject, one guy's opinion, no. If I could say, do I want you to have an 85 or a 90 and the 85 comes with five hours casual work or the 90 comes with zero, the 85 every day of the week. If your difference is a 70 and an 85, depending on career pathway, I'd probably say the casual work. Now it's totally dependent on what you do, but you need those skills. We need to be able to work with other people because in the workforce, guess what? You're going to work with other people. You're going to have clients. And if you don't have those skills to work with other people, it's going to be really hard. Also, according to the Australian Financial Review, the World Economic Forum, one of the top, some of the top skills that employers are looking for, and I shared it as a post yesterday. It's freely available online, Future of Jobs 2020 report. Leadership, emotional intelligence, service orientation, problem solving. These sorts of skills are the things that you'll have the opportunity to handle in your workplace. And guess what? If you study management, business, marketing, or even engineering, problem solving, science, maths, you can use those skills in a cafe. Of course you can market. Does your casual job that you get, do they have a TikTok? Do they have a YouTube? Are they using live like we are right now? Why shouldn't you? I wish if I was running a cafe right now, I'd be live streaming the whole day. I'd be interviewing customers, taking photos, giveaways, Instagram, tag a friend, running local Instagram ads, Facebook ads. You can teach yourself how to do this on YouTube for free in an afternoon. And then, yeah, you sell the coffees, but maybe you do the Instagram advertising on the side. I did this when I traveled. One of my first jobs was promoting for a nightclub and then a restaurant. And the way I did that was I learned how to promote on Facebook and Instagram and I ran their ads for them. I just did it for free. And then eventually it became part of my job and I was paid to do it. So for you, my friends, I'd say when you get that job, once you've got it, go all in. When you're there, get to work 10 minutes early. Stay five minutes late. Ask, what else could I do? Look don't create problems for the employer, but look for opportunities to add value. And one of those big ones might be through social media. Can you add some value? Can you run that for them? Can you help them? And always say thank you, appreciate it, do your best, and you'll be a great employee. So for my friends, the 28th of October, 2020, bloody heck, what a year we've been through, right? We know UTS, Macquarie data, especially my friends in the international student audience, 61% lost their jobs due to COVID. It's brutal, it's unfair, but as leaders, we say it's our responsibility to make our lives better now. No one's coming along and offering us a job on a silver platter. How do we get it? We knock on doors. And if we go back up to, and I love this point, I want to put it on the screen, Shirag's point, a friend of mine walked into 15 restaurants, 10 said no, five took resumes, three called back and all three said yes. That is the punchline, underline it. That is what we're talking about today. We know it works. And if you've been with me today, I wanted to show you how you can make it work for you as well. So all I ask my friends is go out there, get after it. Now is the time. Of course, be COVID safe, 
Uh, but as you go, let me know how you go. Send me a message on LinkedIn, reach out to me. I want to hear that you got those jobs. I want to put you up in lights over the next couple of weeks as you land these jobs, but it's possible. They have to hire someone. Why shouldn't that person be you? So go get after it, my friends. Have an amazing day. Make the most of it. Uh, I hope you really enjoy it. I wish you all the best of luck. And if I can help you with anything in the future, feel free to reach out. My name is Joshua. I'm the founder of Campus Consultancy. We exist to empower students, to empower leaders, to make university better for the leaders and better for everybody. So if we can help you, reach out at any time. Have an amazing day. Uh, thank you for everyone who's jumping into the comments. I really appreciate it. Be safe out there. And we'll speak to you again soon. See you, Nikita. Thanks, everyone, in the comments. We'll speak to you soon. Go after it, my friends. All the best of luck. What did you think of the episode? I'd love to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear what you're going to do. If you've made it this far, you're ready to get out there, you're ready for that job search. Remember, wherever you're listening to this podcast, to subscribe and please rate and review. And if you'd like to be on the podcast one day or recommend a topic or a guest, please contact us at josh at campusconsultancy.org. Go get them.